Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about midlife crises, uh, particularly in men, as that was uh, a question that I got in my Facebook group, which you should join if you like discussing these things. And um, if you have not subscribed yet, you should definitely subscribe. Yesterday's episode was on self-care and how that term has really jumped the shark, and it is uh, now actually pretty problematic within the marriages that I see in as much as people are prioritizing self-care over any care of the relationship or the partner. So that one's pretty interesting if you've ever thought that yourself. So, okay, so what do people mean by a midlife crisis? This is a fairly common term. It means around the age of the 40s or so, people start to recognize they're not going to live forever. They're halfway through their life, thus midlife. And that could be a real, um, you know, a, a difficult realization and something which makes you reevaluate your life and how you have been engaging in various, uh, you know, important arenas of your life, such as relationship, career, parenting, social life, fitness, uh, health, mental health, whatever. So you come to the midpoint of your life pretty much statistically, actuarially, and you say, is this the way that I mean to go on? What have I done so far? What do I want to do? Have I just been treading water, uh, whether that's at my job or in my marriage or as a parent, however, and have I really been living with intention, you know, and and, uh, would I be proud of myself if I were to, you know, go on like this? Is this the life that I want? Uh, Do I really feel like I'm making an impact on the world? Do I feel like I'm enjoying myself? Do I feel like I've dealt with and reckoned with, you know, the the problems from my past, etc.? So this is a real, real common time for people to come into therapy, if that wouldn't be immediately evident, which it probably is. A lot of people that I get are in midlife, and they are reckoning with more existential questions of this nature rather than um, coming in solely to treat something like depression or anxiety. Instead, they are reckoning with larger questions, you know, framing their life differently, etc. And um, these are things that therapy can certainly help with. And it's uh, and it's important to recognize that this isn't bad. Like a midlife crisis isn't bad. It, it's it's called a crisis, you know, because people feel that it's very urgent to reshape how they view their lives, right? But it it's. Um, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Re-examining your life and exploring what makes sense and what's meaningful to you is a positive thing. And the more that you do this throughout your life, the less likely you are to have some definitive uh, moment of time that you demarcate as a midlife crisis, right? If you're constantly in a journey of self-reflection and self-exploration and reimagining what your life looks like, which many people are, particularly more highly sensitive, in- introspective people, People tend to do this on a regular basis, so it's not limited to turning 40 or what have you. 
Um, and also, it's not only turning 40, it's any time that uh, your mortality becomes salient. So frequently after a health scare, some people go into the doctor and they have high blood pressure and they're, they're like, oh my God, uh, I'm so stressed out. Why am I so stressed out all the time? I'm doing all this in my career so that I could enjoy my life. And meanwhile, I'm suffering from high blood pressure because I'm so um, anxious at all times on this hamster wheel. So that's like a common one as well. Now, um, the caricature of midlife crisis is that men go out, they buy a Porsche, they, they cheat on their wives, they leave their wives, whatever. Um, they start going to the gym all the time. Uh, yeah, like you can caricature anything and make fun of anything, you know, but think about it. I mean, at some point, you know, anybody thinks, what is it all really for? So that's usually what the Porsche is all about, you know, is for men, you know, just like for women, it may be uh, whatever, a boob job or a beach house or whatever is important to that woman in terms of, am I really enjoying my life? What am I working for? Do I get any uh, enjoyment? And um, a lot of guys who have really hitched themselves to, uh, to, to this identity is like a beast of burden, you know, somebody who's a workhorse who just works all the time, comes home, takes care of kids, and there's no real intimacy with the partner, there's nothing joyful, there's nothing fun. A lot of guys chafe at this self-conception starting in midlife. They've grown more confident, they've done some reading, they've done some thinking, and they, they don't want this to be all there is in their life. And that's really understandable. Women have similar thoughts, you know, like why is my conception of myself only as a mother, only as somebody that gives and gives, somebody who sacrifices for my kids and for my job, do I ever get to enjoy myself? So that's a common theme in midlife. And that is something to really introspect about, you know, because that's not a bad thing. Midlife crisis makes it seem like the person goes crazy, you know, and they just completely um, skew all their obligations and responsibilities. That's pretty rare. You know, the majority of people really just want a deeper dive into figuring out what makes them tick and that's a good thing that can be something that leads to you know a motivator in therapy a motivator to re-examine and reimagine your career it's really like a good time you know to to think and how can you stop yourself from doing something totally irresponsible well the major one in terms of irresponsibility when women fear their husband's midlife crises particularly is of course leaving the woman for a different woman you know younger woman is the um, you know, prevailing uh, caricature, right? I mean, how could you do this? Well, I mean, what am I going to say? You should know it as I'm saying it. You could get into counseling. You could start to work on your marriage before midlife or when the dissatisfaction starts because so many men and women start to be dissatisfied with their marriages very openly once the children are in elementary school, you know, and it's not that there weren't problems before. There certainly were, but things were so hectic, you know. You had little, little babies, little kids, toddlers. I mean, everything was about the, the basically the care and feeding and snapping of these little creatures. And then when they're old enough to have some sort of independence and they're out of the house the whole day, people have the space, the mental and emotional and actual time and space to you know, introspect more and to think about the relationship when before that you were really just in a very uh, routine-based, urgent, moment-to-moment sort of childcare situation. 
After that, you know, and of course, this time when the kids go into elementary school frequently coincides with midlife. That's just kind of the time at which people have children. And so when the kids go into school, and especially as they get older and older, middle school, high school, etc., people kind of see the writing on the wall. You know, of course, you always knew your kids were going to get older and leave the house, but you can't, you don't feel it as viscerally, as experientially as when they are literally gone all the time, having their own social lives, which starts a lot uh, for a lot of kids in middle school. So at that point, they have their own Friday night plans. And then you are looking at your spouse like, uh, I don't really want to hang out with you. You know, like what kind of relationship do we have? But if earlier than that, people made the space to focus on their marriages even during the small kids phase, then of course, that's going to be a preventive measure against a later marital problems and and detachment because I see so many people who feel completely detached when the kids are in school because they really were detached all along parallel parenting when the kids were little so if you work on your marriage when you first start feeling that detachment and you focus on keeping the couple a priority uh, the sex life a priority the romantic life a priority the emotional connection a priority then that is certainly going to shore up the marriage and render it less susceptible to you know midlife divorce I mean this is this is just commonsensical but many people like to put not like to but they they put the marriage on the back burner because it doesn't seem as urgent to work on the marriage as it does to work on everything else you know like with the kids and with their little activities and all of these things so many people make their whole life about going to the family festival you know the pumpkin festival and the christmas festival and then we see grandma and we see grandpa and then we go to swim class and then you know we have our nap schedule and we read all these little books and every book about parenting in the world and they basically don't think about about their marriage at all from the time that they're pregnant with their first child to the time that the last child is in elementary school and that could be a really long time you know I mean especially you got multiple kids etc you could be talking a good you know decade of really not thinking much about the marriage and then yeah both people do feel pretty disconnected in midlife and then are you know at risk of falling in love with somebody else or just falling in love with the idea of not being married anymore um, and perhaps finding somebody more compatible. So, so yeah, so one thing to do to prevent this, uh, this aspect of the midlife crisis, the divorce part, is, is to focus on the marriage earlier on or whenever it occurs to you. If the only time that it really occurs to you is that you're unhappy is when the kids go to elementary school, well, then get into couples counseling then. Don't defer it further. I mean, you've probably already deferred it too much. Now, in terms of the other things, like the people that go, you know, get their car, they start working out all the time, men are, are very um, in... They're very upset by the idea of aging, often more so than women in my practice. And I've discussed this a lot biologically in, in my um, podcast about men aging and their biology across the lifespan, and then the companion about women's aging and biology across the lifespan. Women have had their bodies change a lot. You know, they they menstruate, they've been pregnant, they've nursed, they've possibly, they've, they've done, you know, basically over the course of the month, your body's real different. Women experience more weight gain up and down, like in the winter due to depression and then they lose it in the spring like their bodies change a lot men not so much until they start aging they could pretty much look the same until they start you know um 
packing on the weight with like a sedentary job and they just get much less athletic and then, you know, their penis stops working quite as well. And this stuff happens in midlife and the guy like kind of loses his mind because it's his first experience with anything that he can't control in his body. Women can't control their bodies at all, you know? I mean, it's it's pregnancy. It's like totally happening to you. You can't you you, you can't outthink the next stage of a pregnancy, you know? You can't outwork out, you know? You you can't work out and not, you know, be uh and have the fetus not grow and if you could, that would certainly not be a positive. And so women are more uh used to the idea of your body doing things that you can't control. For men, this comes like a big slap in the face around midlife. So that is also a big component of why men get more freaked out in general. Now, women have midlife crises too, constantly, you know, but they they can be a lot more existentially and psychologically focused versus like, like, oh my God, my dick is only going to work for like 10 more years. Holy shit, what am I going to do? You know, and so this is when men go on testosterone, they start working out all the time. They want, I fear like constantly, I'm in the best shape of my life. The guy's 45, 50, whatever whatever. I'm sure, you know, they are in good shape. They're certainly not, you know, in better shape than they could have been if they were in good shape at 18. But, you know, people like to say this kind of thing, men in particular. And it is, it's fighting against death. It's fighting against mortality. It's it's a common human drive. And I've seen it more relevant to men who have never, again, experienced this sort of body doing things outside of my control um, and that women have. So in this regard, sure, go to the gym, do whatever you want to do, but don't forget about the fact that your wife probably wants to spend time with you, hopefully, and the going to the gym constantly and becoming extremely focused on not aging is is likely to not be so fun in your wife's eyes because she is going to perceive it as immature. And to some extent, it is definitionally, like not accepting aging is not the most uh, healthy perspective because aging is going to happen no matter what, you know. And so, uh, again, couples counseling and also individual therapy can really help people grapple with uh, aging and the fact that aging and not being in control of your body to the same extent happens to everybody. And you can uh, pretend that you're pushing it back for a couple of years by, you know, going to the gym and what have you, but in reality people die, you know, like eventually we all die. And if if that's a terrifying thought, then psychotherapy with a more existential bent, not everything, again, is addressing direct, like immediate issues of massive crises. Therapy can really help you kind of get used to different ways of thinking and get used to the idea that aging comes for all of us and reckon with why it's so difficult for you in particular, beyond what I just said about males. If you grew up feeling that a parent squandered their life or didn't make use of their life, then you are going to be particularly, um, you know, affected and triggered by any idea that you may not be living yours to the fullest or that you may have wasted or squandered any of yours. That just makes sense because it's something that you're scared of because you saw it in your family of origin. So family of origin work can really help give people a larger and wider perspective on why they're grappling with these existential issues in midlife possibly more than the average person.
So that's also something to think about, of course, is the psychological piece of why you individually may be struggling with midlife crisis. That's something super important to think about just in terms of you and who you are versus, you know, uh, everybody. So there's a sociological and the greater, you know, uh, component of what does everybody struggle with versus why are you particularly struggled with, um, struggling with various, you know, uh, specific uh, triggers in midlife. So for example, a guy that feels like he never had a very good sex life. Well, if he stops getting morning erections, he's going to feel real upset because then he's like, holy shit, I never even had a good sex life. And now it's coming to an end. Oh my God. And then of course that guy would be at greater risk of cheating, you know, because he, but, but what could he do instead is maybe he could get into couples counseling and work on the sex life, right? Address it directly. So anyway, there's all these sorts of issues, and I could continue to talk about this probably forever, but this just gives you a little sense of what men struggle with in midlife, and also I touched on what women struggle with as well. I could get more into that, but hopefully this was useful. Please do join my Facebook group where we grapple with these sorts of existential issues and are very funny. My group members wanted me to use that in the marketing of the group, is that everybody's hilarious, which is true. Everybody's really fun and funny and supportive, and it's a great place. All right, talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.